The views, information, or opinions expressed on the Scullygan podcast are solely those of our hosts and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors or their employees. This podcast is general in nature and for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional mental health or medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, procedure, or treatment. This episode of Scullygan is sponsored by Peak Talent Capital Solutions. Peak is a revolutionary alternative to the traditional staffing model. Ingenuity, intelligence, and keen marketplace insight drives talent management solutions which make a dynamic difference for partner organizations. From entry level to executive level and every role in between, Peak is illuminating a path forward and meeting the future of work head on. For more information, please visit their website at peaktcs.com. Welcome in, my friends. We're back at Scullygan Podcast, and I am so happy to welcome back in my partner in mind crime, Russell Sable. You've been away for a long time, my friend, and I'm so glad to have you back. We haven't been able to do anything. Gracie's been bitching about it. So (laughs) where have you been? Well, first of all, you know, as always, it's going to, woo, it feels good to be back. Yes, it do. Yeah. Uh, But um, with all in all, it's been been a little hectic. I work at a prestigious golf course and we had a uh i'm not sure if i can bring the name out but i don't think you can you can say cabbage patch online yeah, yeah. well I'm I, <laughs> the cabbage patch. uh but i don't know like we have a very prestigious tournament i'm sure everybody knows the masters they do yeah. um and working that it's it causes a lot of hours and uh a lot of mental training throughout the whole week how long strength through the the mental mindness of of uh all the wonderful additions that happen throughout yeah, there, throughout all the whole stuff week, that's and, thrown on you at the last. Yeah, night, it's, right? it's all. It's a. It's a really big test of whether or not you can handle everything being thrown at you at once for a few weeks to a month. Um, but between that and then, uh, I got bit in the face by a dog, so yeah. that put me out for another month. Yeah, poor dog. It, did it live? Yeah, it's, it's it's still alive. Okay, it's still okay. Alive. I was just checking yeah, on the yeah, poor it's, dog. It's, it's in extensive training right now. But. It's, it's it's intensive care or extensive training. Which extensive one? Extensive training. Oh, okay. I thought it's going to be intensive care if it does it again. Well, but. I'm happy to hear the dog made it because mm-hmm. anything that would chew a part of you off would be I would would be you know in bad shape. So I'm glad to hear about <laughs> the dog is okay. So yeah, yeah, I saw you right after that. It's good to see your beard back. Yeah, it's it is. Uh, it's definitely glad to be back. Yeah, but seeing you with very little beard was a bit frightening. Yeah, yeah. he took a chunk out of my face for yeah, sure. He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. But it feels good to be back. And with uh, what I was just talking about, with uh, the mental mindness and and all that going throughout the Masters week and throughout a few months, you know, it's going to be pretty cool because we're actually here to talk about the mentalness, uh, the mental mind here uh, during the work time. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Men's mental health at work is going That's to be right. the subject, and and before we start, I would like to dedicate this uh, podcast episode to a uh, mentor and friend of mine, a very good friend actually, uh, Steve Petty, uh, was only 73, he passed away on May 4th, and I don't think I know very many people, in fact I don't, I can count them on one hand and have fingers left over, 
of the people who have made an impression on me in my career and in my life even, and uh, Steve was one of them. He was a, a hell of a man. He was, uh, I don't think I ever was around Steve, and I didn't leave, that I didn't leave that uh, meeting in a more upbeat and positive manner. He was probably one of the more genuine, even before authentic became a term, the most overused term today, he was an authentic gentleman. He was a scholar as well. He was always trying to improve his mind. He and I worked years ago, back in the 90s even, on uh, a lot of things, especially risk management, risk control. Steve's a good friend of mine. Hmm. And when I found out about it, it was heartbreaking. Um, I, I had to find out through Facebook, actually. And uh, it's, it, it reminded me that I don't do enough checking in. And we talk about that all the time, even though it's we've built a whole process around it. We built a whole, you know, the Skulligan, the men's mental health, the Yoke Bro. We have built something around it. Life still tends to get in the way. Like you had your happenings here recently with your employer. And then, of course, the poor dog that, that got bit by you. And, uh, you know, all the things that you've had going on. You know, all that is going on all the time, just at different phases and different, I don't know, different scale with human beings. Mm -hmm. We forget to check in, and I really regret that. So, uh, you know, out to Steve Petty, God bless you, brother. Um, if there is a heaven, I know you're in it. And uh, his wife uh, posted, uh, and I'm going to read this real quick. Uh, it's a tear and a smile. I would not exchange the sorrows of my heart for the joys of of the multitude, and I would not have the tears that sadness makes to flow from my every part turn into laughter. I would that my life remain a tear and a smile, a tear to purify my heart and give me understanding of life's, life's secrets and hidden things, a smile to draw me nigh to the sons of my kind and to be a symbol of my glorification of the gods, a tear to unite me with those of broken heart, a smile to be a sign of my joy in existence. I would rather that I died in yearning and longing that than that ever I live weary and despairing. I want the hunger for love and the beauty to be in the depths of my spirit, for I have seen those who are satisfied the most wretched of people. I have heard the sigh of those in yearning and longing, and it is sweeter than the sweetest melody. With evenings coming, the flower folds her petals and sleeps embracing her longing. At morning's approach, she opens her lips to meet the sun's kiss. The life of a flower is longing and fulfillment a tear and a smile. The waters of the sea become vapor and rise to come together and are a cloud. And the cloud floats above the hills and valleys until it meets the gentle breeze and falls weeping to the fields and joins with brooks and rivers to return to the sea its home. The life of clouds is a parting and a meeting, a tear and a smile. And so does the spirit become separated from the greater spirit to move in the world of matter and passes a cloud of the mountain, mountain of sorrow and the plains of joy to meet the breeze of death and return whence it came to the ocean of love and beauty to God. Mm. To you, Steve Petty, you were a hell of a man. On to this. It's phenomenal. It's it is. He was, and he carried that in his pocket, according to his wife. It was in his wallet, actually. Mm. He was a hell of a man, so I dedicate this to him because he made me a better man by knowing him. And I hope that we all, as men, hope that we inspire someone to be a better human being just by existing. That's all Steve did. 
There was no flash. There was no glamour. I don't think I ever saw him outside of a flannel shirt. And uh, he was just a hell of a man. He didn't require anyone to agree with him. He didn't require anyone to abate him. He didn't require anyone to acquiesce to his feelings or his emotions, nor did he demand acceptance. That is what I respected about the man. So on to men's mental health at work. Mm-hmm. I am so glad to see you back. Oh, it feels amazing to be back. Holy yeah. cow. I'm, I was burnt out for a while. I bet you were. It feels, it feels good to be back. I've been beat up. I've been beat up. I, I've been needing to do this for a while, so I'm so glad we did it. I have been beat up. I have had so many things going on. I can understand the stressors of work, but I, there's something I want to share before we start mm-hmm. that I don't think you're aware of, but we haven't had much much of a chance to talk, and I apologize. I might not have been a greater friend to you as I should have through these ordeals, <laughs> but um, I do apologize if I haven't. But... <clears throat> I know that uh, the other day, or pardon me, the other day, the other week, we had a uh, circumstance with a gentleman that works for us. He was on a job, young man, and one of the ladies that works with me, who is not known for her empathy at all, love her death, very, very uh, great at what she does, professional, but not known for empathy encountered this and brought it to my attention. This was how profound it was. He, she came out of a building. She was visiting one of our clients and this young man was sitting on a curb sobbing. He was crying. He was, he was, he was distraught. And he was saying that, and, and repeating the things I've heard from so many people, I can't do anything right. I'm a failure. And that the opposite was actually true, Russell. He 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 was just killing it on the job. He was he was he was doing all the right things. He was there every day. He was he was a success, but not in his mind. Mm-hmm. That's a sad place to be, bro. Mm, yeah. So that kind of brought me to this subject, which I'm very keen to anyway, because I'm involved in the world of work, and then here I am. You know, we're doing a mental health or a men's mental health podcast. Mm-hmm. So it really resonated with me. And so she brought it to me and I, you know, offered to reach out, do whatever I can. But as with most men, he wishes to remain anonymous. Hmm. He doesn't wish to talk about it. That's very common. Yeah. We run across it too much. You and I will talk about it in a skinny minute. <laughs> Especially if we get a few drinks in us, right? Oh, yeah. You have no idea. <laughs> I mean, we'll, Spend hours. Yes. I mean, we will shut the place down. Yeah. I feel bad for T-Bone sometimes. Yeah, really. <laughs> Poor people. But, uh, you know, I know that you have a very, uh, you know, I've heard you talk about it many times. You have a very good support. It sounds like you have a good team around you of, of young men who support one another with their nice. mental health. That's not the case everywhere. No, it's definitely nice to have them, even though we give each other hell about our golf games. Well, they yeah. always tell me I suck, but, you know, I'd say, hey, we'll, <laughs> we'll, I'll see you on the golf course. But it's, it is definitely great to have that support group. Yeah. Even in your workspace. It is. It's, it's it does, like you said, doesn't, it's not very common in most no. places. No. Um, but it's almost not even a support group. It's just a bunch of best friends. I'm going to ask a question. Do you have any women that work with you on your team? Not particularly, but we do come into contact with them, yes. But mostly your team is men. Correct. Okay. I think it's a little different. Um, I think men are a little shy, maybe even, or ashamed to talk about their mental health. But if Mm -hmm. it's a group of guys, 
I don't think we have a problem talking about when you when you once you become comfortable with one another. Yeah. Am I right there? Yeah. You can talk about it, share. You know, you can peel off someone to the side, say, hey, bro, or, you know, that type of thing. I don't think it's very common in mixed settings. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Or I would agree. Wrong? Yeah, there's, there are some guys in our workspace that don't tend to want to talk about it. Yeah. It's almost a sense of uh, nihilism. Yeah. They don't really want to share what's going on with them mentally or even physically sometimes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's more of in our workspace. We our group is more of we all kind of get together. Some of us don't. Some like you said, well, some of them may pull one off to the other side. Yeah, yeah. Kind of be like, hey man, like we can kind of tell that there's something going on. And you want to talk about it? Maybe they may not want to talk about it right then and there. But eventually, down the, later down the road on the, of the day, they'll eventually be like, okay, like yeah. But it's I don't know. It's it's. It's almost like a 50-50. Yeah, I think that I, I, I found that with this scenario, I even laid out with when I heard about it, I said, well, I don't, you know, give my information. <clears throat> Pardon me. Starting to sound like Bobby Brady. Um, <laughs> we, you know, I said, give my information and we'll be more than happy. You know, I'll, I'll be more than happy. Pardon me to, you know, let the gentleman call me, let the young man call me. We'll talk about it, do whatever. I think it's embarrassing for some when you have that moment to where you do break down. I guess it's at that, you're at that snapping point or that breaking point or what's more commonly called, I guess nowadays, that tipping point mm-hmm. to where you are, are, you know, you just basically had enough. You don't know how to deal with it. You're overwhelmed with the emotion. I think that's what she ran into that day was an overwhelm mm-hmm. of this gentleman. He had an overwhelming emotion going into that. Just burnt and, out. Yeah. He's just, he's just, yeah. And, and the kid is doing a great job, man. <clears throat> so I, it's really sad when you hear that, uh, but it, it's extremely common. And, and she, I think what surprised me is how surprised she was because I don't think women see that a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they see it because we hide it. I don't think he meant, he didn't mean, mean for anyone to see that. Okay. Yeah. Grace is over here nodding her head. Yeah. We, we going to hide it. We're going to pull it in. We're not going to, we're not going to talk about it. We're going to you know, kind of push it, you know, they'll th- push it down, push it down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, uh, you know, Bill Burr, you ever seen the comedian? He's like, push it down, push it down, be <laughs> anger. But that's what we do with our emotions. We push it down and we are just in a state of, I believe we're just bottling up these negative emotions sometimes, not knowing how to deal with them. And, but that was, that was pretty much a, a you know, I see it a lot. That was more close to home with the people around me. It's it's one thing, the things I do, I don't think they resonate until someone experiences it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Really. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, that's really a problem. <laughs> you know, or that's really a thing. Yeah. It actually exists. It's not just the old man just running his mouth. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to dive into this thing today. Uh, you know, today we're diving into this important topic that often goes unnoticed and undiscussed, which is men's mental health in the workplace. I'd like to explore the challenges men face and impact on their overall well-being and what employers and individuals can do to support better mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to understand this basically in, or present this in a, in a broader context. Men's mental health has been a growing concern worldwide, actually. According to the World uh, Health Organization, men are less likely to seek help for mental health issues compared to women. We've discussed that before. 
In fact, suicide rates among men are significantly higher than among women in many countries, emphasizing the urgent need for conversation and support. We've talked about that before. Um, you know, approximately 1.9 men experience daily feelings of depression or anxiety in the United States, yet fewer than half of them seek treatment or support for their mental health concerns. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are big numbers. And uh, I'm of the of the belief of this. I don't think, <clears throat> and it's funny, I bring back Bill Burr, who is one of these comedians who doesn't really uh, uh, care to offend anyone, <laughs> which are my favorite, he and Dave Chappelle, that <laughs> <laughs> you're not really worried. And, and it's, you're, you're you know, I, I, I have a lot of feelings about a lot of things, but I believe that most of all that uh, we ought to be able to be honest with one another. And, you know, even in his discussions, there is a tremendous in his and, and, and even in the news and in the workplace and in life in general, there's a tremendous disparity today based on where we are as men, how we've been sort of suppressed over the years, actually. We've talked about that as well. We've been forced into more infant and infantilized roles, pardon me, and we're made to feel guilty mm. if we're not always on own, if we're not always in a chipper mood, if we're not always supporting someone, if we're not, you know, we need to be taking care of everyone, our children, our wives, our loved ones, our girlfriends. If we're not doing that, there's something wrong with us. Mm -hmm. That's a bad place to be, man. How do you swallow that? Yeah, that's pretty tough. Yeah, I would agree. So, I mean, and, and I noticed you, I don't know how long you've been in your relationship, but very lovely lady. Yeah, she's one of a kind. She's one uh, of a kind. She must be to date you. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? She's, it's funny, she just won't leave sometimes, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that part out. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's... Uh, She's a good lady. She's a good one. You know, I think that I'm blessed. You know, I was thinking about this earlier. You know, I was thinking about the, back to the kid that was on the job. <clears throat> if you have stress at work and you're working hard all day long and you've got all these stressors on you and you you just feel like shit and you've got not only the stress of doing the job, you know, placating those around you, getting along inside of a group, which right now on the job, you've got mm. three different generations sometimes working together, which each one oh, has a boy. totally different Oh, yeah, especially style. in our... Yeah, especially at mine. Mine's there's almost three or four different generations. Yeah, I mean, and each one, correct me if I'm wrong, has a different. Well, they have a different style. They have a different. Oh yeah. Belief. They have a different. Um, they came up in a period where the work ethic may have been slightly different. Now I can tell you from my perce perception and from my perspective. Pardon me. I did things a whole lot differently than today's young man coming into this would do. Mm -hmm. If I'd have had all these tools available to me, oh my God, you you wouldn't be hearing me today. You'd put me on the side of a milk cart and I would own an island somewhere. You wouldn't find me again. <laughs> um, there's so much advantages out there, but then at the same time, there's so many stressors. And, and on the job, you've got four, three or four, as you say, uh, generations working together, each having their own different... Uh, belief system mm -hmm. and understanding of how work goes yeah and it's pretty incredible because it, where i work at there's one guy and i know for sure yeah he's ex-military oh and he's that uh, suck it up you can you're a man you'll be all right you're a rebel of dirt on it yeah come Walk on you, come on you commies what he always tells me <laughs> i love it i gotta meet this guy 
Uh, he's just really a hardcore guy, but at the same time, he jokes with you. And then there's the rest of the guys, some of the other guys that are out there, and they're the they're the ones that are in my support group, and right. we all play golf together. But it, there is a different mindset for everybody that's out there. Sure, and it's pretty interesting to see all the different mindsets throughout the, all the different generations out there. It's it's very peculiar. And how you perceive, I guess, you not only perceive, pardon me, instruction, you perceive, you know, duties, you perceive, mm-hmm. you know, my work ethic when I was coming up was, well, I was more concerned about, I wasn't concerned about everyone else around me. I was concerned more about myself. Nowadays, I noticed that there's a lot of comparison. Oh, yeah. I hate that. That's, I think that has a lot to do with mental health as well. Uh, this whole comparison mindset we go into um, is just extremely damaging. It's mm-hmm. limiting as well. You 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 really can't win in that mindset when you start comparing yourself to another. And I think also where uh, we do that, and it's a little uh, you know it's a little it's a little harsh or a little foul sometimes because we're not comparing apples to oranges. Where uh, our perspective or our experience is totally different than another human being. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know on the job it's a big deal, but I just noticed that here recently that I've seen a lot of guys having a lot of breakdowns, men, mental breakdowns, due to the fact that the stressors home, com- you know, combined with the stressors at work, it it's a little overwhelming. Yeah, either breakdowns or <clears throat> lashing out is it not? Oh one? yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a good bit of that. Uh, from what I've seen this last year. And that's that's another one that yeah. we should address. And we should. That's a bad place to be, too, when you're lashing out. Mm-hmm. It, it's, uh, I had lunch with James today. He actually came over after he found out where I was. And he found out he could bring his Zing Zang. He was quite happy to come. And, um, you know, we were talking because, you know, we just sort of, you know, talk about our week, like, just like you and I do. Mm-hmm. But lashing out is what... A lot of people do rather, you know, a lot of people have different, there's different styles, I guess, different behavioral styles. We can uh, be a little bit more, uh, you know, I don't know, a little bit more, uh, 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 you know, repress things and hold it in and and, and not be as uh, uh, aggressive. And then there are those that just can't. I mean, they've got anger issues. Just blow up. Just, yeah, like a a neutron bomb, man. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know. I guess the way to go there is to try to cut it off the past, to understand it in advance. You work around a lot of different men. I don't. I, I work around women all day long. My, my profession is surrounded by women. They handle their emotional states differently than men. Would you agree with that, Grace? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's totally different. I mean, I mean how, we, how we, as men and women, uh, handle things. You work mainly with guys. Mm-hmm. And you have, I'm sure you have a mixture of those uh, of how they respond to stress. Yeah. And I would, I would agree with you and Grace there as well. Um, my girlfriend, she works with a New York company and insurance wise. And, uh, but it's funny because not so much in the workplace, but with some of her friends, (laughs) she says the same thing. She's like, there's a reason why I'm more friends with I get along better with gentlemen oh, than yeah. ladies. I hear that all the time. Because the manipulation yes. and just the constant argues. The and, drama. Yeah. It is, she says it's, it's phenomenal. It's like that's one thing that you don't respect. You figure, 
women would stick up for women, especially these days in society. <laughs> no, no. I think <laughs> it's the opposite. You know, I think men are more supportive of other men. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? I, I mean, agree. honestly, I mean, you know, it's funny because I was joking with Star one night and, and Star said this back to what your point was, is Star said this when she was in the dental hygienist and dental field uh pediatric dentistry she stated that that you know it was it was hell you know it was all women and the the stressors there alone were were you know just nuts that mm -hmm. it was just a constant backbiting fighting behind the scenes nipping at heels doing all these type of things i think men are much more supportive of other men um but and if we're not we need to become more supportive yeah i really do believe that um i read a damn thing Last night on Fox, I was just scrolling, doing one of those scrolls, and this kid, this 22-year-old man, this male, uh, this is getting so common, it's unbelievable. These young men committing suicide, and this was based upon no more than some Nigerian character had uh, somehow stolen the identity of some girl on one of these stupid-ass social media platforms, which I think that are just the bane of existence <laughs> but this nigerian had stolen this end of this lady's identity then had started chatting with this 22 year old i think it was 22 might have been younger actually and he uh uh talked him into sharing uh you know pictures of his you know nude pictures in a nutshell i mean you know explicit pictures mm -hmm. Then immediately turned around and said, well, I'm going to share these with everyone unless you start doing this, 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 and started extorting him, mm. uh, extorting money out of him. You know, him being as young as he was, he's not going to come up with a lot of cash. Mm. And then when he started falling apart at the seams and saying, I think I'm going to kill myself, they, she, this person, this Nigerian, not she, started goading him, oh, you just need to go ahead and do that. And he did. What a lot, what an absolute waste of a life, these mm. young men. So first of all, if you're out there listening and you're under the age of 55, <laughs> that's my age, don't fall for this bullshit. Number one, if a chick's online and asks you for anything, just tell her to go jump in a damn lake, man, mm. or meet you somewhere. You'll show her in person. Don't fall for that garbage, but don't, for the love of God, be manipulated by people you don't know. Yeah, that's becoming more of a problem now, especially with the way technology is. Isn't that nuts, though? It's amazing how people are stealing identities. Yeah. And not only that, but you have online affairs and mm -hmm. just... It used to be so simple, didn't it? Chaos. Didn't it was, because my parents, they were writing notes to each other. Yeah. and like, <laughs> I'll see yeah. you when I see you, if I see you. Yeah. Versus yeah. now it's, you know... A text away or a phone yeah. call or snapchat yeah. or whatever yeah it's getting really weird out there <laughs> and i think that one of the things you know we we go across all this we've talked about so many of these things but i think a lot of it has to do with societal expectations uh the, you know i think a lot of it revolves around uh you know the uh stereotypes uh pardon me surrounding uh masculinity men are often expected to be strong resilient unaffected by emotions however this can create an environment where expressing vulnerability or seeking support is seen as a sign of weakness. These expectations always lead to increased stress, anxiety, feelings of isolation. And, you know, we've gone through the studies that show that men are less likely to express their emotions openly. Work-related, it's stress is getting 
you know, one in five men state that work-related stress had a significant negative impact on their mental health. Then, of course, you've got the stigma. They don't want to seek it, like I was telling you about the young man that, you know, uh, earlier. He's not going to reach out, which is a shame. I hope he does eventually. If you're out there listening to this, you need to reach out. Russell and I will talk to you all day long. Um, 40% believe, 40% of men believe that discussing mental health at work would, would have a negative consequence on their career. Mm-hmm. That's some shit right there. Um, workplace policies, you know, employers. I think that employers play an extremely vital role in creating a supportive environment for men's mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we have to uh, to uh, encourage open dialogue, people to talk to us. Uh, we need to actually get more tr- mental health training and education into workplaces. And, you know, I always realize that I don't know if a lot of most employers do if you have a health plan is they have an EAP, you know, employee assistance programs. You can access this, access that, um, par- pardon me. It's uh, totally free to you, and it's also uh uh, confidential. You know, no one's going to tell anybody on it. And then, you know, you need to work on uh, not only a work-life balance, but communicative, uh, you know, being able to have, find someone you can talk to. We've talked about all of these things at nauseum. We've, we've, we've addressed this. I think men's mental health at work is going to become a major issue moving forward. I would agree. And I'm one of these to believe, and I am, a, I am a believer in all fairness, all equality across the board. But I believe at the end of the day that men are expected to tote the load. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the, what we carry with us. It's okay to say, oh, no, it's equal. And it's not, but, but if the, that's not the reality we run into. Is that what you run into? We're expected to be strong. Always. We're expected to be stoic. We're expected to be okay we're expected to talk about our feelings we're expected to do all these things and support other people in their moments of crisis Mm -hmm. but we're supposed to have none right yeah i think that that's that i think all of that has sort of gotten to a sort of come to a i don't know it's come to a massive you know that what's that that inflection point you know that that tipping point we spoke about you know, you've got to realize now that you, you know, you can want all these things and they sound, you know, it's, it's almost like going to Disney World. It's all, it's all, it's all make-believe. It's all, it sounds good and it looks good on paper, but at the end of the day, we know what the expectations are. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree, but it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny, you know, going back to um, how, you know, your wife always asks you how your day is going. Yeah, yeah. And my girlfriend is the same thing, but it's, it's she reminds me of your wife a little bit. Oh, that's it's, good. Then you got a good one. It's, I hope so. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you, do. you do. But it when you're talking about when you're going through the struggles of your day, yeah, and you don't really, we don't really show it, but then when we get asked by our ladies, "Did you have an okay day?" and you're like, mm, "Yeah," what happens? What does Star make you do? Well, I mean. She's going to make me talk about it. Exactly. And, you know, there's, you know, with her, with her scenarios going on, of course, with her situations going on with the uh, migraines and the Mm -hmm. way she feels some, there's some days I know for a fact that I will only add to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'll pull it in. I'll reel it in. But she'll, she knows. I think that when you're with someone and they care about you, they see it on your face. Yeah. And that's the way mine is. They read it. They can 
definitely see oh, it. Oh yeah, they read it. It's read funny because I'll I'll go go over to her house and she'll see that I'm like very quiet, and then I'll go out and take care of her yard. Uh -huh. And then I come in, and she's like, "All right, what's going on?" I was like, "I just wanted to cut your grass." She's like, "No, no, no. There's something going on. Let's okay. talk about it." But I agree, it's this workplace and the way the mentality is how it's becoming more of a overload in the men's mental areas yeah i think this is going to require a lot more i think we're going to need more than one podcast on this actually. i would agree yeah i mean it, this is a pretty deep subject you know back to your girlfriend i mean not many women and not, not men for that. You know, if you're a woman listening into this, and you know, we're not slamming women all the time, trust me, but we are man-focused. So mm -hmm. if you want to hear a woman-focused, you need to dial into another podcast. Um, but your 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 lady there is is a keen observer, and she cares about you, and she wants to hear. As men, it's hard to share. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know how, because I don't know about you, but I've been around women prior to star that if you went to share your emotion, geez, uh, you were seen as less than a man. Yeah. And that's where it brings in, not hating towards grace, um, where it brings in, we have females in the workplace. You, you know, you get worried that you're going to be viewed as weak, especially like you, you're a boss. Yeah. You're a big time, big boy over here. No, depends on who you ask. Yeah, you're over here in a t-shirt looking like a bum, but yeah, well, you know, <laughs> that's uh, that's I've earned this t-shirt, baby. I and, it's a, and, and just so you know, out there listening, it's a Yoke Bro. Yeah, you got t-shirt. You, you got the Yoke Bro style on. Oh, I got yeah, the uh, the entire Skulligan stuff. You're sporting Skulligan all the way around, all the way. And we saying, and saying that, we're going to have a massive shift in who we are and what we do coming forward because mm -hmm. you know we've been a little, you know, not not intentionally. But everything that's happened to us recently happens to you as well. Russell, you had some, you know, not only a crazy work schedule, but then you decided to bite a dog and it bit <laughs> you back. And, and, and I'm surprised it's alive. But, you know, and then on top of that, you know, we've got all these things, all these things going on in our world. So here we are back again. So we're living the same world you are. We're not living in, uh, you know, uh, a, a castle on top of a cloud with, you know, rainbow unicorns and all that bullshit. We are actually living it day to day. Mm -hmm. I am lucky enough to be able to sport a uh, Yoke Bro uh, t-shirt, which are wonderfully comfortable and so soft. They're soft. I'm going to need to get a few of those. You do need to get a few of these. I'll make sure you do. So, but on top of that, we're going to make a major announcement soon because we're going to shift the dynamic of this. Russell and I have, uh, have gone after this with, with such wild abandon. We're sorry we'd have been away for a while, but that's just the, that's just the breaks, man. That's the yeah. way life operates. And, you know, we're not going to be available every day, and we understand you're not either. So we're not two people living in a in a fantasy world coming in telling you how to live. we got our own shit going down. We, we have got, our own life, two different jobs here. Yeah, man, and, uh, and our own stressors. Even though my mom's been giving me hell, like, when are you going to get back to podcasting? Well, your I need something to, to listen to. Yeah, well. <laughs> your mom just wants to, she just wants to hear her baby boy's voice yeah. while she's driving in her car. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful problem that you have. She's there. always on the travel, traveling around, and it's funny because... Yeah. She's like any other girl that's out there likes to listen to her crime corner stuff. Oh boy! And even on TV and watching her crime <laughs> movies and just chaos well, stuff. This has been great. Us getting back together. We've yeah. got a lot going on. We it got is. a lot. You know, we have a lot of big plans, and they haven't gone away. 
we we're still we're still going to produce and we're still going to do what mm-hmm. we're doing. But I think we're going to shift this just a little bit and we're going to help you out there. And uh, I think there's a different dynamic now. Um, you and I both have a lot more things going on. And but this is still a major purpose for us. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in it. it. It keeps me sane. Talking to you keeps me sane. Talking to James keeps me sane. Talking on this podcast keeps me sane. We need to be able to to express ourselves. And, uh, you know, I think that's one of the biggest reasons that we put this thing together. Yeah. We yeah. both agree on that. I agree. And uh, we're getting here towards the end of this episode. And I do want to uh, call a few people out. Uh, one of them is my good old buddy, uh, Brian Crandall. Rest in peace, buddy. I told his mother that I would uh, announce his name out on this episode. And it has been a few months. But rest in peace, brother. But also... Mike, you and I have a very good buddy of ours uh, that I just met, but it's more of your good buddy, James. Yeah. Um, he recently just lost his wife yes, not too long ago, and he is going through some tough times. But like any other, like we always talk about, we're there for him, making sure he's okay. In fact, I reached out to him this morning. Outstanding. Um, just to make sure he was okay. And he says good. he's hanging in there, doing what he can, trying to just do what he can day by day, which is all you can do. Uh, especially in these tough times. So if you're anybody else that's out there going through these tough times or you know anybody that's in the same situation or any situation, to be honest, uh, you know, like you all, like we always said, reach out to your buddy and ask you, okay, bro, even if you're a female, just make sure they're okay. And, um, you know, society is crazy these days and especially this whole world is chaotic, but, Let's all make sure that each and every everyone is going to be okay. Yeah, you wrapped up really nice. I'll, all I have to say is this: It's good having you back. I'm glad we're back in the saddle. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any questions, you can uh, send it to you know visit us online at Scullygan.com, and we'll be making some announcements soon on social media and some other things. How we're going to be, like I said, sort of shifting around to be a little bit more inclusive of uh, men's health as we, uh, men's mental health, pardon me, as we move forward. And I want you to realize that you've got two uh, guys here that, you know, are here and we're going to be talking about this for a long time to come. Other than that, uh, I do appreciate our assistant Grace here, who's always uh, the best, sticking around, putting up with us because she (laughs) wants to get on the road, especially on days that's storming. So Grace, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, guys, everybody who's listening in, check out our merchandise on Skolligan.com. There's a good bit of stuff that's on there, Squin Skolligan and Yoke Bro, and there's going to be some other things that are going to hop on there. I'm actually currently working on Instagram. It'll get up and running here soon. Uh, I'm not the best at telling that technology like Miss Grace is over here, so we'll get up and get going on that. And if you're going through tough times, remember the suicide hotline is 988. Um. For the rest of the, this is it for the podcast for today. Um, from here at school again, from Mike Frazier and I, Russell Sable. Good night, everybody. Good night. This episode of Skulligan is sponsored by Peak Talent Capital Solutions. Peak is a revolutionary alternative to the traditional staffing model. Ingenuity, intelligence, and keen marketplace insight drives talent management solutions which make a dynamic difference for partner organizations. From entry level to executive level and every role in between, 
Peak is illuminating a path forward and meeting the future of work head on.